Okay. Happy New Year, Fox First Five listeners and Nicola Murphy. Happy New Year and uh, we're back. We're back, baby. <laughs> we are back after a tumultuous time. After the Christmas <laughs> that didn't happen, as I would call it. <laughs> oh, God. I think we were full of the joys of spring when we last spoke to our listeners and it was all going grand for a few days and then it all went drastically downhill mm. with... Everybody getting COVID for Christmas. Yeah, I don't think we're the only family. Well, to be fair, we had a lovely Christmas Eve and Christmas Eve Eve and Christmas Day was lovely. Um, but yes, mm. it went downhill shortly after that. But um, yeah, I think people who didn't get it over Christmas, probably the minority. So, Eric. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, everybody's got a story. But to get yeah. it over and done with and everyone is fine, thank God. So that's where we are. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was... A shame, obviously, for us because we wanted to see people and visit people and all that, and it just didn't happen. Mm. Um, and I have to say a big thank you to my friend Katrina who put us up in her um holiday home, yeah, and looked after us because we had to self isolate, obviously, and not be on top of my mom and dad. So, we that was just a lifesaver completely. So, big thanks to Katrina and Tom. Check it out, Featherbed House in Kinsale. Oh my god, yeah, the luxury. Kelly had like luxury <laughs> isolation. <laughs> <laughs> Luxury isolation. It was fabulous. And Kinsale is so fab. Oh, my God. I got a quick glimpse of it before we uh, left in the end. We ended up staying in Ireland for an extra week. But yeah, so we were very fortunate to have um, Featherbed House. But otherwise, yeah, it was pretty miserable. <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm putting it behind me. Yeah. I'm putting it behind me now. I think like, <clears throat> moving look, thank God. I mean, thank God everybody is fine. And like we all learn things in retrospect and uh, yeah, we didn't kill our other halves. So that was good. Mm-hmm. And the kids didn't really mm-hmm. know what was going on. So that was also good. And I suppose we had, I had a few extra days with you because obviously we all had it. So we ended up hanging out together at the end. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, look, I mean, obviously it was crap, but onwards and upwards and we can go like licking lampposts now or whatever we want. <laughs> <laughs> Super <laughs> women. So, ah, uh, yeah. At least I actually got my thing. I actually got my proof of. Oh, did you get it? Recovery. Yeah, yeah it's that. actually dead handy. I, I think I applied for it yesterday. I got it in my email Brilliant. last night. So, Great. um, yeah, my friend Emer was like, as soon as I got it, she was like, "Let's book a sun holiday." Oh, stop! <laughs> I know we have to kind of take these uh, chances while we can. I know we're thinking of going to London in February with mom, and actually, it'd be a great time to go because. We'd have a bit of immunity. I kind of forgot about that side of exactly. things, you know. So yeah. maybe it's a good yeah. time to go. So yes, but um, sure, we're here, and it's twenty twenty two, and uh, another year, and I get married in six months. We're here, and uh, <laughs> and I'm we had like, the yeah, T minus six months countdown. Yeah. So that's exciting. I was kind of hoping I'd lose mm-hmm. my taste and stuff when I COVID it all. Next thing we know, uh-huh. <laughs> stone lighter. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of lost mine for a while, but it's kind, of, it's coming back now. But um. It doesn't stop you eating, I'll tell you. No, it well, it's comfort too, because you're yeah. like, this is so miserable. Although I think I probably ate less coming back to Cork than I did in Killarney. <laughs> oh, do you know what? It's actually the opposite because I was swallowing the wine <laughs> Oh yeah, when I was when... isolating. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you don't matter, it doesn't matter what crap wine you have because you can't really taste it. So it's like... So yeah, but... um. No, yes, the health kick is on, sort of. I've not, I've, I've not really hit a diet, but I'm definitely like 
off the booze yeah. for a few weeks and trying to get out and do some more exercise because I did like zero exercise over mm-hmm. the Christmas holidays. So, yeah, excited about that and feeling a bit stronger. It was qu- quite wiped from the old COVID there for a while. Yeah. So, um, take it easy. Still. Never was I as glad to be back to work and <laughs> p- shoved the children out the door to school <laughs> yesterday. Bye. <laughs> Um, yeah, just a bit of normality. So I never thought I'd hear myself say those words, but delighted with a bit of normality this week. So and yeah. the one thing I will say, but, um, like here as well, I don't know if it's the same over. There does seem to be quite a bit of positive talk about. Look, yeah, loads of people are sick, but it's very mild, and this could be the turning point of things because so many mm. people have been sick and stuff. So actually, in the news and stuff, there is a bit of positivity for the first time in a while. I think they were so yeah. terrified of this kind of thing happening. I know it's the same in the UK with the numbers gone bananas, but. Hmm. Maybe we can be a bit more positive now, you know, seeing the other end. Of yeah, it, so. I was looking, I was like totally jumping on the Luke O'Neill bandwagon yeah, last I love week. Him. He, had, he was saying that, um, you know, with the new uh, antivirals mm. that will be out in a few months time. And because so many people are getting Omnicron as well, that like there is a shift coming and that the boosters will be working. Yeah on everybody by then and it's a winter disease as well so it starts to peter off a bit in the summer because people are outside more etc so look they're all good positive things I was like after reading that article I was like yes I can't wait for the summer I can't wait for the wedding we're gonna go mad it's gonna be great yeah so this is the year we get our lives back concerts and holidays and sure the world could be our oyster again we should all embrace it as much as we can yeah Indeed. Yeah, so good to be back to Fox Horse 5. As I say, we kind of didn't plan to be away so long, but just to be fair, illness kind of prevented us from coming back. So here we are looking forward to another year with our listeners and telling you five things you need to know every week. So should we get started? Absolutely. Rock on. Yeah. Okay, number one. One. So I'm sure we're all sick to death already of New Year, New You, resolutions, dry <laughs> January, all that crap. So uh, have you ever heard of No Spend January, Nicola? No, I haven't actually. More misery. <laughs> so basically, it's like dry January when people begin the year by quitting alcohol for a month. No Spend January involves abstinence after the festive season. But instead of cutting back on booze... No spend January involves cutting back on all non-essential spending. This means Mm. everything from takeaway coffees to eating out, clothes, treats, everything that isn't food shopping or house bills. And even the food shopping element of it, people sometimes include that and kind of scrimp on it and do leftovers and empty the freezer and all that Mm. kind of stuff. So um, this harks back to a feature we did a few months ago. I don't know if you recall about FIRE, you know, that financial independence retire early. So some people do that. Some of the people, or a lot of the people who do that, do this no spend January thing as well. Mm. And um, one of the things they suggest is having actual cash allocated to what your spending is, so you can see what you're yeah. spending, and you only have that set amount. So your thing is like, I've got twenty pounds for whatever, yeah. and you can't go over it because that's literally what you have in your pocket mm. or whatever, which is. Kind of counterintuitive in this day and age when everything seems to be a tap. But there you go. Um, And for the last few years, the hashtag No Spend January has been appearing on social media as people share the ups and the downs of the challenge from eating leftovers and back of the cupboard tins to turning down nights out. Some offer tips, including use up your gift cards, store points, add free online offer and free online offers are also common. While others use the hashtag to lament the items they can't purchase 
for example, five things I couldn't buy today. Uh, mm. Some even post calendars crossing off the days of their no spend month. Some do it as a challenge. Others do it to be more sustainable and cut back on what they're consuming and to reduce their carbon footprint. It's a valuable exercise for anyone who wants to take control of their finances but also another joy killer at a miserable time of year. So, hey-ho. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I always say this every year now. I want to try to do it. Like, again, it might not be the full month. But I always think January is a tough time year to do stuff like that because January mm. is kind of depressing anyway. <laughs> you know, yeah, they would totally. try January and some people do January, don't they, when they give up meat and stuff like that. Mm. It's a tough time of the year for things like that. Now, Mm. Yeah, I think everyone's so broke anyway. Maybe that's why they do it in January too. <laughs> the best holidays I ever went on in terms of timing were January. Yeah, it's a great time to go on holidays. Like yeah. when you come off the back of Christmas, it's all a bit depressing and like uh, winter months. But if you know you've got a holiday at the end of January, it's like, yes. yeah. So, I think so. That's um, a good call. But it is, it's hard. Like January is hard because, I mean, it's very well to say no spend January. But the, the thing is, you probably won't be spending anyway because you've probably got yourself in debt over Christmas yeah. and you're paying it off. You know, I haven't actually bought um, anything like I would consider a luxury. It's mostly been now we have had a, we have a couple of takeaways, alright, but everything else is food, really. That I think I've spent yeah. my money on lately. You know, it's like you actually yeah. when you're at home more and even in isolation and all that, like you spend so much money on food because it's actually all you yeah. have because you're not leaving the house or oh, whatever. Jesus, like, yeah. You know, and the amount of um, we were talking about this as well. The amount of money you spend on food and drink at Christmas is insane. It is. It's yeah. insane. It's mental. Um, so you're kind of reeling from that as well a bit after. And like, I know people have good intentions, but like you do end up with loads of like leftovers and Oh yeah, I've thrown away an awful lot of food the last two weeks, I have to say. Like, yeah. you know, it's bad, and all the, and mm. he bought a few bits as well with G when he came here and most of that I got threw it away because you're kind of trying to be healthy too. So anything that's bad that's left, it's like, I'm going to pick it in the bin. I'm not going to eat it. But then I feel I hope bad. You didn't throw away all, <laughs> I hope you didn't throw away that box of lint door. No, I threw away the sausage rolls you bought. They went to the bin this morning morning and uh, mince oh. pies the leftover mince pies are for them away as well oh yeah, mm. yeah. such a shame Gosh, good but there you go yeah uh so that is the joy killer that is no spending <laughs> uh, the other thing i just wanted to mention briefly was i thought was a nice news story was uh the u.s treasury has minted coins featuring poet maya angelou the first black woman ever featured on the u.s 25 cent coin mm. known as a quarter She's a po- she was a poet and an activist and was the first black woman to write and perform a poem at a presidential inauguration. Coins are planned for other pioneering women, including an astronaut, a tribal chief and an actress as part of the American Women Quarters programme. They didn't actually say who those women are, but anyway. Um, the move was hailed by the nation's first female Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen. She said, each time we re- redesign our currency, we have the chance to say something about our country, what we value and how we've progressed as a society. So that's cool. One for the girls. Very cool. Nice news. All right. That was number one. Over to you. Number two. Two. So obviously in the last few weeks of being um, quarantined, um, <laughs> we've watched a lot of TV. But uh, I'll talk about the few best things I watched in the last few weeks. Uh, the first one, we binged the entire thing in one day, <laughs> was uh, Dope Sick. Have you heard about it? I think I was telling you about it. Yeah, but I haven't watched it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a few months old, but a lot of people are only getting around to watching it now because it was only added to Disney Plus, I think, in in 
December. So a lot of people didn't mm-hmm. get around to watching it um, during that time. But it is excellent. It's a short series. There's only eight episodes. It's on Disney Plus, like I mentioned. Um, it stars uh, my main man, Michael Keaton, who I hadn't seen in anything in a long time. Oh, yes. Yeah. Love Michael Keaton. He yeah. is brilliant in it. Um, it's all about the opioid crisis in uh, the mm. States. So all about Oxycontin and the family behind it, the Purdue family. And um, basically, I suppose, from the conceptualization of the idea of Oxycontin to it being released. And then Michael Keaton is a doctor in like a West Virginia town that's like a mining town. And obviously a lot of people within that town have a lot of issues with, you know, their mm. back and all that stuff. Um, so he's like just a really good guy, doctor, and he kind of gets, mm. uh, you know, a rep in to kind of talk to him about Oxycontin. And like at the start, it did look like this amazing drug, you know, that like people took mm. it. And, you know, the first few weeks, they're feeling absolutely brilliant and their pain is gone and they feel amazing mm-hmm. and it lasts for 12 hours. And the whole thing is that like it's slow absorption and people won't get addicted to it. That's the that was the biggest selling point that 1% of people, only 1% get addicted. And obviously it's an opioid, so they're highly addictive. Um, yeah. So it's all about that story. And obviously we know now and we've known for the last, I don't know, since I've probably a year. Loads of people get addicted to it. Yeah, nearly everyone gets addicted to it. I was going to say, it. like, what is the story yeah. if only 1% get so, addicted? Yeah, loads of people. And it's like a street drug, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. So a lot of it's about the rise mm. of that, basically, from when Oxycontin was released as this you know drug that that obviously cures pain blah blah blah. but then what it turns into and also the family behind it are just it's just really wealthy white american kind of vibe you know so Mm. (laughs) um Mm. the they're played so well those characters in the family so um it's the purdue family basically it's all based on true true life true story you know we'd watched mm. a documentary on it a few months ago actually and this is kind of just the obviously the, the the version where they've kind of you know taken it and turned it into a bit more of a story but the main bones of it is all obviously factual and it's um absolutely mad it is brilliant Michael Keaton is unbelievable in it and I kind of didn't really guess the way the story was going to go well I suppose I did but um is it a is it a dramatization? So it's a kind of yeah. like this is a story about yeah. Well, it's yeah, a story okay. about the Sackler family. So the Purdue is the company. The Sackler family run that. It's also you see like five or six different people's lives. So then you also have Michael Keaton, who's the town GP. You have some of his patients that he prescribes oxycotton to, and like basically how their life evolves. So you kind of see glimpses into their life. Um, you also see the guys who are going after Purdue. So the two um, solicitors or lawyers who decide mm. to go after him, and they're excellent characters as well. So. Uh, you'll recognize a load of the names and faces in it and that um, you know, Rosario, Rosaria Dawson's in it. She's like the deputy director of the DEA at the time. And she, I love her. Mm. And she is kind of trying to basically they only start discovering in like 98 that people are using them recreationally, these drugs and stuff like that. And she goes after them because of them being so addictive and the big thing behind it as well is that the FDA wrote into the pamphlet of Oxycontin that it was not addictive. And it's a lot of it's about that and how they got away with writing Mm. that and how Purdue got them to do that. And obviously there's a lot of dodgy dealings going on in the background, you know, so um, it is excellent. Really enjoyed it. Literally, we couldn't stop watching it. How many parts? Eight eight, uh, episodes an hour long each. 
Um, yeah. Kind of heavy going because obviously it's a lot to do with drug addiction and like it's really yeah. bleak, obviously, you know, some of the stories yeah. people have. But it is amazing. And then it was good to watch it actually after watching the documentary because you kind of understood a bit more about the context. Okay. And like some areas were obviously worse for this than others. So like some areas that had a lot of issues like that because it's a mining area. Those yeah. Appalachian regions had an awful lot of problems with Oxycontin okay. and like the impact God. of Oxycontin and it? the crime and all that. It is depressing, but it's still a good story and it has some positive outcomes. So I would definitely mm. give it a watch. I thought it was brilliant. Loved it. Really enjoyed yeah. it. Cool. And Michael Keaton just won the Golden Globe for it as best actor. Oh, did he? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. We must talk about the Golden Globes in a minute, but uh, it reminds me of, do you remember the film Requiem for a Dream? Yeah, that was very depressing as well. That was bad. I haven't seen it yeah. in years, but yeah, that was bad. Yeah. Mm. It's that kind of story of people taking drugs. Different. It's, it's story of two or four different mm. drug users. But I mean, one of them is on diet pills and they get addicted to them and all that stuff. So it's the sort yeah. of um, hidden victims, you know, what, when you think drugs, people think, oh, yeah, people are buying stuff on the side of the road. But, you know, there is other victims like these people who had bed backs that turned into addicts or whatever, you know. Mm. So it's a shame. But yeah, interesting. I will put that on my uh, to watch list. Yeah, I like the, yeah. the way they do it. It's like you see the family, you see the reps, actually some of the reps who sell the drugs, you see they're kind of coming to realise that, oh, this is more than what we thought it was in terms yes. of addiction. And then you see the impact on doctors and on their patients. So it's really well done. You know, you have that mm. full scape of a lot of different characters. So cool. it's really, really good. And the time passed very quickly. I really enjoyed it. So, yep, highly recommend. Cool. Yeah, we started a few things. You had mentioned Kane on this mm. show before. So we we did that in lockdown guess, in, yeah. in uh, isolation. We're on, there's only one episode left to go, but I've really enjoyed it. It's definitely a love-hate kind of vibe yeah. for anyone who's into that kind of stuff. A lot of violence Dublin and stuff. Gangster vibe, it's yeah. actually a little bit drawn out. It's, it's eight episodes as well, and they could probably done it in four or five. Yeah. But um, still, still kind of, I find myself looking forward to watching it, which is yeah. a good thing, you know, obviously. Mm. Good acting and stuff. So, um, yeah, one left to go on that. And then we started The Tourist, but I fell asleep. Oh, you yeah, know, I Jamie heard it's really good. Yeah. yeah, so this guy in the outback gets, basically gets like, he's driving in the outback and basically an articulated lorry runs into him on purpose. Like he chases him Ooh. and then eventually he gets him and he runs into him. And you're like, what is going on here? And Jamie Dornan wakes up with no memory. He doesn't know who he oh, is. No. He doesn't know what's going on. And basically it's like a story of him trying to find out what's going on. And, you know, there's a kind of a junior cop, you know, that mm. kind of character that's in a lot of things, female, overweight, junior, kind of um, fumbling kind of cop figure um, who is, you know, you're supposed to be like, oh, this person's a bit stupid or whatever, you know. Um, but... Yeah, interesting. And hmm. it has a good reviews. I couldn't tell you any more about it. Yeah, mum liked so it. She was it. singing its praises as well. So. Yeah. yeah Jamie Dornan. Oh, God, I can't stand him. Really? He was Apparently, this the odds black. have been slashed about him being the next Bond. He's a favourite now. He, he, yeah, I mean, he's sexy. Like, you make a good Bond. But um, I hated the I hated him in The Fall. And I don't know if it was his character. And, like, I've, I've probably seen... I've only seen clips of... Uh, what was that thing he was in? The thing made him famous. Fifty Shades of Grey, mm. and that character is like they're terrible characters. So I don't know. Well, maybe I, that's I what thought I got his character in the fall was good. He was really creepy. Like that was kind of the way he played it. I thought. Yeah, well, I wonder. I wonder. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> pretty well you didn't that. like. He um, was a serial killer. So yeah, I just didn't like him. I just don't find myself warming <laughs> to serial killers. Um, 
But anyway, yeah. And then the third thing we started watching last night is um, Stay Close on Netflix. Oh, yes. I heard this is bonkers all together. Mom's raving about that too. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about it another week. Yeah. So you go and watch it and we'll talk about it another week because it's worth, it's definitely worth watching. Already I'm like, what is going on in it's this It's the same thing? makers as The Stranger. Do you remember a few years ago, The Stranger? Mm. The same people apparently. And I, well, that was a bit mm. mad, but I enjoyed it. So it's one of those ones though I'd say I'd watch on my own. <laughs> Don't think Joe yeah, will watch yeah. it with me. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's good. Is it? Yeah, oh, yeah, no, okay. he would. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. Yeah, it's like a mystery thriller. Okay, thing. maybe like, it's, it's, yeah. No, 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 it's good. Um, You know, it's one of these ones where you're going, what is going on? Yeah, Again, yeah. kind of like the tourists, you have no idea what's going on. Um, And there's, you know, dark history haunting a number of different people mm. and it's all coming back to them. Um, And the other thing, sorry, I watched, I've started loads of stuff this week, Um, is Screw, Channel 4, um, prison it's 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 been classed as a black comedy but it's more of a drama really mm. it's that girl Jamie something from Derry Girls you know the girl oh, yeah, with the black yeah, yeah. curly yeah, hair yeah I've seen an ad for it actually yeah yeah so um, set in a prison men's prison and really I was really enthralled after the first episode I was mm. like oh this you kind of expect certain things from a prison drama and this seemed a little bit different just the 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 what do you call the person in charge the warden yeah, I don't know the main kind of, yeah. the main person in charge she seems to have quite a backstory she seems to be living in one of the prison cells herself she doesn't oh. go home but nobody knows that mm. um, this Jamie's character is a new um, prison officer mm. and you know it's her first day and she's having a terrible time of it and but she kind of redeems herself at the end and she's you know kind of cheeky hard-nosed character but likeable blah 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 so and then you meet various prisoners who are sort of you know the usual again some really bad guys and some guys who you know shouldn't be there or were abused or whatever by the system so interesting yeah good Good. I reckon Channel 4 usually can't go wrong with a Channel 4 drama Jamie Lee Um, O'Donnell I love her that's her yeah 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 so nice to see her doing something as well I like all those girls and dairy girls so good to see them getting meaty parts you know Um, so there's shit loads on it's new (laughs) new programme time of year so it's great isn't it yeah what about the Golden Globes terrible (laughs) how fall from grace like so the Golden Globes wasn't broadcast Mm. at all there was no formal show as it were and it's been boycotted by most people because they it transpired during the year that they haven't had a black member in their judging panel for 20 years and uh, Tom Cruise gave back his three Golden Globes and yeah generally people have just been slating it and saying that you know it's um, not what it should be blah 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 now having said that I think they'll come back. I think they'll make a comeback. Well, the thing I is, they'll... I actually, I was saying this the other day, the Golden Globes was actually the best crack one to watch. Yeah. You used to always be like, you Ricky know. Gervais used to do Yeah, that. or yeah. Tina Fey and uh, uh, Amy Poehler, you know, they used to do it too and they used to be so funny, like, you know, so it was actually the best. Yeah. It was way better crack than the Oscars. So it's such a pity. Yeah. But um, there was a few good, like, winners, though, this time around. Like, um, MJ Rodriguez won for uh, Pose. And she's the first transgender for Pose. Yeah, I knew. Win one, I knew so. she won, but I didn't know if it was for Pose or something else. So that's nice. Yeah. They seem to be going way out, probably, though. I think, wasn't there a Korean, the guy from Squid Game, the old guy won 
for, for a performance as well. I don't but know to what, be fair, he was excellent though. And, and MJ Rodriguez is yeah. unreal in pose. Pose is incredible. Yeah. So yeah. to be honest, I mean, if they deserve it, they deserve them. But yeah, they'll have yeah. to do something. Obviously, like I think they were blaming yeah. COVID, but actually it was because so many people were going to boycott it that they kind of called it off or whatever. But talk about anticlimactic. Yeah. Like even if it was your first year winning it, you'd be a bit like, oh, you know, I didn't such get it. Such a shame. Yeah, yeah. 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 I could feel the actresses from uh, West Side Story actually won as well. Oh, yeah. The, mean too. It's such a forerunner for the Academy Awards. Like, you know, it's such a shame that it's been... Um, yeah, and the Oscars were kind of crap as well last year, weren't they? They weren't yeah. great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a bit of a pity, but sure, we'll see. Watch the space. Yeah. I'm going to predict that it's going to be back with a bang next year. They'll sort out all their PR problems. Yeah, and, probably. Um, because they love it. Hollywood loves it. Like, yeah, well, I mean? like it's I said, it is, it's the funniest one. It's the best crack, like, you know, mm. so hopefully they do. Mm. But anyway... Yeah, lots of entertainment. This podcast is going to be three hours long today if we don't move yeah, on. Yeah, so, lots of entertainment um, at the moment because it's all we have in our lives. So anyway, yes, let's move yes, on. <laughs> this is true. Okay, number three. Three. Fox of the Week this week is none other than, we couldn't leave it go even though it's a couple of weeks since she died, Betty White. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah, sad face. Betty Marion White was born on the 17th of January. Um, so it'll be her birthday this week, her 100th birthday. So timely in itself. In 1922, in Oak Park, Illinois, she was an American actress best known for her comedic work on numerous television sitcoms, most notably the Mary Tyler Moore show and where we probably all know her best from, The Golden Girls. Um, She grew up in Los Angeles and initially aspired to be a forest ranger but was unable to accomplish this because women were not allowed to serve as rangers at the time. Uh, She turned her focus to acting and in the 40s she performed on various radio shows and in 1949 she began regularly appearing on television working as a Girl Friday on Hollywood and television. She later became host of that show and in 1952 she co-founded Bendy Productions to develop her own projects. Later that year the television sitcom Life with Elizabeth premiered White played the title role, a married woman whose various predicaments test the patience of her husband, lol, um, in addition to co-creating and producing the show, which ran until 1955. This was the first time a woman had produced a sitcom yes. in the US. Wow. And as a result, she was named Honorary Mayor of Hollywood in 1955. And she was often referred to as the first lady of television. Wow. Um, in 1954, as the Betty White show became national across the United States, White was criticised by many in the southern states for having Arthur Duncan, a black tap dancer, on her variety show and was asked to remove him. In her 2018 documentary, Betty White, the First Lady of Television, White recalled threats to take the show off air. She said, if we didn't get rid of Arthur because he was, we, if we didn't get rid of Arthur because he was black, she refused, saying he still, he stays, live with it. In 2017, 63 years after the show was cancelled, Duncan appeared as a surprise guest on the series premiere of the reality talent series, Little Big Shots, Forever Young, where he performed and reunited with White later thanking her again for her support. Can you imagine that 63 years later? Um, She went on to star in a series of sitcoms and became a frequent guest on television game shows, including To Tell the Truth, What's My Line and Password. The latter was hosted by Alan Ludden. White and Ludden married in 1963 and they were together until his death in 1981. In 1973, White began appearing on the Mary Tyler Moore show 
Um, White earned acclaim for her portrayal of Sue Ann Nevins, the devious and flirtatious host of the station's Happy Homemaker show. She received three Emmy Award nominations for her work, winning it in 75 and 76. After the series ended in 77, White remained a fixture on television, starring on The Betty White Show and later appearing in recurring roles on such programs as The Love Boat and um, Mama's Family. I think she was on, what's that weird one as well? The Days of Our Lives. I think she was in that for a while. Um, Golden Girls debuted in 1985, starring, in addition to White, as the innocent and highly optimistic Rose Nyland, Bay Arthur, Rue McLennan and Estelle Getty. I didn't realise that little old woman. She's a small yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, Her name's yeah. Estelle. She was my favourite, actually. That one. <laughs> uh, the series centred on a group of older women living together in Miami and became a major success. White earned seven Emmy nominations and won the award in 1986. After the show ended in 1992, White played Nyland on the spin-off series The Golden Palace. I never knew that which ran for one season. White later acted on that 70s show, Boston Legal and the soap opera, The Bold and the Beautiful, not Days of Our Lives. There you go. In 2010, White experienced a major surge in popularity, fueled in part by a humorous Super Bowl commercial in which she was tackled during a recreational football game. Fans subsequently launched a Facebook campaign to have the 88-year-old actress host Saturday Night Live. In May 2010, she became the comedy show's oldest host and White later received an Emmy Award for her performance. It's guess you can receive an Emmy for one yeah it's mad yeah good she also hosted and served as an executive producer for Betty White's Off Their Rockers a reality show in which senior (laughs) citizens played pranks on unsuspecting younger people I think I saw that once or twice actually although much of her work was for television she also appeared in several movies including in 2019 when she voiced the character of Bitey White (laughs) a teething ring in Toy Story 4 oh (laughs) hilarious Uh, in addition to her acting, she was noted as an animal rights activist. Um, she wrote a couple of memoirs. She earned a Guinness World Record for the longest TV career by an entertain a female entertainer. Uh, she won five primetime Emmys. Oh my God, she won loads of Emmys. Um, she's the only woman to have received an Emmy in all performing comedic categories wow. and also holds the long- the record for the longest span between Emmy nominations. Her first was in 1951 and her last was in 2014, a span of 60 60- years uh, and she received a Lifetime Achievement Award in 2015 she won three American Comedy Awards two viewers for Quality Television Awards tons and tons and tons of awards she's got a star on Hollywood Boulevard alongside her husband she was in fact married twice before him her first husband was an Air Force pilot who wanted to just settle down in the countryside and it wasn't for her mm. and her second husband was a Hollywood talent agent who wanted children but Betty did not uh, she was a pet enthusiast an animal welfare advocate who worked with organisations including Los Angeles Zoo uh, she was a big supporter and advocate of LGBT rights and sadly she died of a stroke on the 31st of December Aww. 17 days before her 100th birthday but what a woman like and she mm. was Jesus she was going until the end like oh, she, she was, was on the cover yeah. of um, People she was on the cover of People magazine oh. yeah for her 100th birthday God bless her it seems like a bit of a <coughs> jinx Um but yeah, fair play to her. What a character. And she was like, just up for the crack, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. There was some funny stuff online, like, you know, Ryan Reynolds and her, like, had a back and forth at, like, tweets and stuff like that. It was very funny. She was always kind of up for the yeah. crack. Like, she did a lot of little pieces in comedic, like, in movies and stuff. You'd see her popping up to yeah. do a cameo and things like that. Like, everyone loved yeah. Betty White. But one thing I did saw, and it was nice, was people were saying, like, wasn't it nice that, like, she knew how much we loved her, though, you know? fans and people yeah. like that really knew she, like they she knew how much she was loved and like not everybody can get that you know so it was that's nice. true and so many 
so many great talents kind of fade away mm. but she didn't like she kept going and that was in part it was that kind of resurgence she had in, mm. from doing that ad and stuff you know so you just don't know what way your career is going to take you but she was happy to keep going she reminds me a bit of um, our other fave there who did turn 100 what's her face Iris Iris Apfel mm. exactly yeah. yeah just you know living their best lives until yeah. They drop, they did, you right. know, which I hope we'll all be doing. Yeah, amazing. So you go. Oh, that was Betty a good one. White. Betty. Okay, over to you, number four. Four. I might be like ostracizing some of our listeners now because um, I'm going to talk about something which is kind of tech specific. But um, I was going to talk about a fitness app that people might want to use because cool. it's obviously January. And mm-hmm. um, if you've any plans this year or you want to lose your COVID stone or COVID tree stone or two stone or whatever it may be mm-hmm. maybe it's a good way to start mm-hmm. now the only thing Christmas about stone. this is it is Apple specific so if you don't have an Apple device I am sorry <laughs> I mm-hmm. know there's loads of other similar ones like Strava is one for um, Android and Apple and things like that you know for recording your runs mm-hmm. and walks and all that stuff but it's the Fitness Plus app on Apple devices so so this is this is app. Apple's app. It's yeah. not just an app no, for Apple. No, it's Apple's yeah, okay. app. So it is just on Apple's devices. So again, if you don't have an Apple's device, I'm sorry that I'm <laughs> not speaking to you. But it's just one I use myself. Maybe I'll do some research and find out uh, one for Android next week. But um, it is, if you get a watch, like an Apple watch, you can get it for free for like three months or mm-hmm. six months or something. So you don't have to pay for it. If you don't have an Apple watch, I think you can still sign up for like one month for free with your phone or whatever. It's on all uh, iPad, iPhone, all that. If you have an Apple TV, you can get the Apple TV app for your TV. So there's lots of different mm-hmm. ways to access it. Um, and basically what it is, is it's online workouts, but like hundreds of them of everything you can mm. think of. So like yoga, Pilates, uh, spin classes, hit classes, weight classes, um, meditation. It has like 10 million things on it. Um, I use it mostly for spinning. So I do spin classes at home. So we have a spin bike, lucky enough. But if you want to do like weights or get back into weights or hit sessions with weight, mm-hmm. you can do hit sessions with weight or without weight. Um, they have all different trainers. So, I mean, it is American. So they are a bit annoying, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, other way to put very it very American some of them are really camp and like really energetic all the time and at the start I was a bit like oh yeah. good I didn't know if I want really energetic all the time but actually you kind of mm. get used to it um, it's so good if you're not comfortable going back to the gym yet because of COVID and things like that I would highly recommend mm. it you can do 10 minute sessions 20 minute sessions 30 minute sessions or 45 minute sessions so literally you have yeah. no um you know that's good you wouldn't you know excuse exactly no excuse exactly so yeah. I went for a walk earlier today I'm gonna do like a nice 10 20 minute class now I think later on today and uh yeah it's a good way to get you back into it you know maybe you're just kind of feeling like oh god not that I'm a fucking health expert or anything like that but you know maybe you're feeling like oh allergic to getting back to the gym but maybe you want to do something yeah. um it's really good I think with um mm-hmm. normally in a normal month it is a little bit pricey it's 13 euros a month I'm not sure about pounds, probably 10 pounds. That's a hell of a lot cheaper than a gym membership. Yeah, and exactly. And stuff that, you know, you have access to straight away. Like if you joined a new gym, it's 60 quid a month, you know, that you might not, you might waste or whatever. So 
that's my recommendation. Or if you're going them. to a class, obviously you have to go at a specific time, whereas this yeah. is available. And anytime. the thing is with these yeah. classes, there was other people doing them of all shapes and sizes. And then you can see like the people in the classroom. So sometimes that's kind of nice just oh. so you don't feel like it's just mm-hmm. you're like on your own. I remember I used to do like the body coach stuff, but I used to kind of find him a bit like, oh, I don't know. And it's just him. Whereas these classes, you mm. kind of feel like you're in a class because there's other people there, you know, and like I said, there's they're not just you can't all... see them. You just know that they're no, you can see them. So is... like if I do a like a spin classes there's a guy leading it and there's four people on bikes like a peloton or oh whatever. sorry I thought yeah. you meant that you were on video I was like no no, no no as in like they're in the studio in like the Apple oh, Fitness good. studio so yeah they're all different shapes and sizes and kind of different abilities so it's kind of nice because you're mm-hmm. like oh you know I can kind of do but this but is that and... class like when is that class actually taking place oh probably like this week it was recorded so you can go back and look at the back catalogue okay. and you can have like there's like 60 videos for nearly each exercise so they're not churning out the same no, no. one every week no. you're getting a new class every week yeah. but it's probably live for a week or something no no like you that. have oh, the entire cool. back catalogue so you literally have hundreds wow. of classes so like I could do a class wow. now that was filmed probably last January if I wanted to you know mm. or like I did one mm-hmm. there at the weekend and it was all like 2022 motivation and stuff but like they're not all like that but also what you can do which is cool is they have certain classes and stuff to certain artists so like they'll have a Lady Gaga hit class where it's all Lady Gaga music because it's all part of Apple Music or you can do like Nicki Minaj swing class or Nicki Minaj hit class and you know it's really so it's good crack like that as well so you kind of broke up there it sounded like Nicki Minaj shit class oh no (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no hit class (laughs) that's a different thing yeah yeah. But yeah, so it's good fun and like all of the classes have really good music because of Apple Music. So it's actually really good cool, to kind of get yeah. you going or whatever. So that's my recommendation mm. uh, for this week for anybody who wants to get a bit fit and has... So what's it actually called? Apple Fitness or Fitness Plus. Fitness Plus. Fitness yeah, Plus. Yeah, so it's on the cool. App Store. You sign up through some subscriptions and like I said, I think you can get the first month for free if you want to try it out. Um, it might get you... I am a bit like, I, I wish I would... I wish I could commit to that, but I am so bad for... I don't really have any space in my house to do the thing. So maybe when I get a bigger house. Oh, yeah. There's other things like you can go out for walks and it's like you'll have somebody like Stephen Fry or something talking you through a story and things like that. It's cool. You can do it Mm, out and about too. If you go running... I like the idea of like, you know, doing a bike class or something like that with, you know... A theme, as it were, like a Lady Gaga class yeah, or whatever. Like, like or like, cool. you know, yeah. they do like rock anthems or power anthems or, you know, power mm, ballads. And power it's ballads. just a crack. Yeah, like, and you can see the playlist. So if after, if you're like, that that was a banger, that song, you can get the song or whatever, yeah, you know, cool. it's cool. So cool, cool, yeah. cool. Oh, nice Different one. one for this week. Cool. Nice little tip there for you guys. The trending mm. with Nicola. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number five, music news. Five. So this week, pure and simple, I just wanted to give you a recommendation for a new song that I really oh. like. It's from K Tempest. It's called More Pressure. It's the first single from their upcoming fourth studio album, The Line is a Curve. K is a poet, singer, songwriter, performer, and generally a pretty cool person. Uh, the track is an up-tempo synth-infused groove featuring Tempest's incisive lyricism front and centre with a guest appearance from Kevin Abstract of LA hip-hop collective Brockhampton. Uh, aside from Kevin, the new album features a few more guests like Green Chatton of Fontaine's DC, who I also really mm. like, and Leanne Le Havis, who's also cool, and Confucius MC, who I don't know. I don't know who that person is. Uh, Tempest also teams up with longtime collaborator Dan Carey, who takes on production duties once again. Kay goes on tour in the UK and Ireland this year, and the new album is out on 
April 8th. In 2020, Tempest announced that they were changing their name. Hello, old fans, new fans and passers-by. I'm changing my name, they wrote, and I'm changing my pronouns from Kate to Kay, from she, her to they, them. I've been struggling to accept myself as I am for a long time. I've tried to be what I thought others wanted me to be so as not to risk rejection. This hiding for myself has led to all kinds of difficulties in my life. And this is a first step towards knowing and respecting myself better. I've loved Kate, but I am beginning a process and I hope Aww. you'll come with me. But yeah, it's a great song. It Check up. it out. It's called More Pressure, Kate Tempest. And that's the music news for this week. I was just back to baskets. Ba- baskets? <laughs> back to basics. So yeah. It's a tiny bit brighter here now, yeah, you know, it's enough in the evening, yeah. which is making me a little bit happier about life in general. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I think I've emerged from the COVID haze and I'm just like, yay, 22, let's do yeah, it. Let's rock this year. I must say, I think like this week, last year, I nearly had a nervous breakdown. And <laughs> I remember talking to you on the phone mm. and like crying and going out for a walk and falling over. <laughs> I literally <laughs> fell over on a bloody walk. I was like, I'll go out and make sure I feel better. I literally smacked myself on the walk. but And literally, I was right down the dumps. I remember my yeah. lovely friend Elaine, who just had baby twins last week. So massive congrats yeah, to Elaine and baby Theo and Hope. Absolutely oh, beautiful it's babas. so exciting. She, yeah, still don't know why they didn't call him Kevin and Kevin. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> but uh, bless her, like around the same last year, she sent me flowers and everything to be like, it'll be okay. But this year, I have a lot more hope, I think. And yeah, I think things are on the up, and we've yeah, to things were pretty grim this time last year. Yeah. Like all the schools were still closed and all that. It was yeah, we were in lockdown grim. again, sure, for and mm. we were there for what, four months or something mental. So mm-hmm. at least life is kind of getting on with it now, you know. So yeah, so I think we were doing that good. paying for Christmas thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm excited about 2022. You know, we've got your wedding, we've got your hen coming up, we've got. Um, I'm hoping to get some sunshine at some yes. point this year. Yeah. My pal Di is having a big birthday party Woo-hoo. in March. My pal Woody is having a big birthday party in July, I think. Okay. Um, and just all that stuff. We're yeah. house hunting. Hopefully Positive we'll have a house move Brilliant. somewhere bigger this year. Uh, I'm enjoying my job. Probably starting some more new podcasts this year. Woo-hoo. Hopefully getting out and about to see more of the people I work with nice. and traveling around a bit more, doing more recording. So, Yeah. I'm pumped. Yeah, here's to pumped. getting out of the house more. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty basic um, desire, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So, and here's to watching lots of great telly and listening to lots of great music <laughs> and going to some great gigs. And telling everyone and, about uh, it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, enjoying making this podcast and listening to you peeps out there. So, um, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week. And yeah, happy new year. We won't say that anymore after today, maybe. You might um, and enjoy and like and share if you like, because obviously we've been away for a little while, so people might have forgotten about us. So maybe yes, give please. us a share if you like on Instagram or wherever you fancy. We'd appreciate it. Yeah, it'd be lovely to get some new some new listeners to keep the old uh, the numbers up. We need to work hard, a bit of promotion this year as well. So yeah, we will be back again very soon. Thanks Indeed. for listening, Pete. Thanks, everybody. Fox Force 5. Love you. Bye. Bye.